Raider Nation, what is the deal, man? Once again, is another episode of the Sick Podcast with the Raiders recap, man. Today, we are going to be touching on the Raiders' top 30 visits, who they have visited already with, you know what I mean? And, and we're going to find out who they are interested in and a lot, a lot of trade rumblings about the Raiders wanting to move up to three, man. So let's talk about the scenarios, how that could come to fruition, man. So Sammy, go ahead, play my theme music. Let's get into this. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Raiders recap. Jacobs. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. The sickest Las Vegas Raiders podcast. It's going to be sick. What's the deal? Once again, is the Sick Podcast with the Raiders recap. It is a lovely, lovely Saturday morning, man. Glad to be back with y'all, man. And, and I'm happy y'all are coming back to check out this content, man. I mean, where else would y'all rather be, man, on, on a Saturday morning than checking out this Raiders content with me, man? So let's get into the Raiders' top 30 visits and who they have talked to already, man. A lot of speculation. You know, it's draft season, so it's smoke season. So everybody's setting out their smoke signals, you know, trying to trying to maybe either bait other teams or fake other teams into picking other prospects that they actually like, man. So let's get into it, man. Some of y'all may be asking, what is a top 30 visit? Now, look, teams get at least 30 prospects they want to visit with before the NFL draft, man. 30 prospects they want to take a real in-depth look at. And, and, you know, who, who they feel that will fit their rock best. So these players are real calculated, real strategic, man, and, and these are players that they, they meet with because they feel like they either have a shot to grab them or, or they might want to trade up to grab them or, you know, they can stand pat and they just fit the roster and scheme. So let's get into it, man. First name, man, Keely Ringo, cornerback from Georgia, man. He He's the first top 30 visit. Uh, they're, they're planning to have, and, and I actually like him. He's projected for me second round. You know, he's a nice second round corner. Um, if you go offense in that first round, man, you're going you gonna to have to, you're going to have to go ahead and go defense for the rest of the draft, bro. Like, I mean, that's just, you know, unless you get some good type of value and corner is one of those areas where I've said that this class is deep. You know what I mean? This draft class is deep with some very good athletic quality corners, man. And Keely Ringo is definitely one of them. He's definitely one of the guys that technique-wise, technique-wise, he's not all the way there, bro. He's not polished. You know what I mean? Not polished at all. He's very, very young in his maturation as a football player. So at the end of the day, you know, you're getting somebody that you're really going to have to mold at the cornerback position, you know what I mean, and, and get his footwork, get his technique and mechanics together. But he has the size, he has the athleticism, he has the willingness to tackle. I mean, you, he has the traits you're looking for from a number one corner. But what you need to do, man, you you, you got to hope that Patrick Graham and that defensive, you know, that defensive staff over there can really get the most out of him. And, and you know, we got to hope that if they draft him, that that's what they're going to do. So we got to have that type of faith, man. So that's our first visit. Second visit, you have a tackle from Maryland, Jalen Duncan. Now, this guy right here, man, he's a, he's a project. He's a project because he his footwork and technique, let's just keep it a buck, man, is, is trash. It's garbage. It's not good. All right? It's not good. I watched the film. Film didn't impress me much. But what gets you, okay, and what gets you is the size 
and the athleticism. He's a huge human being. He can move real fluid, man, but his technique and footwork are good. Same thing with Keely. I mean, it's damn near the same thing with Keely Ringo. You feel what I'm saying? Technique, not solid. So I'm looking at him like third, fourth, fourth round tackle. You know what I mean? Because just that, that upside alone is going to propel his draft stock, bro. I mean, when you look at offense alignment and, and size, athleticism, those are the things that really propel their draft stock. And I'm never going to be mad if the Raiders want to strengthen the, the you know, the trenches, man. Because at the end of the day, bro, it's never a bad thing to want to strengthen the trenches of your team, whether that be D-line or O-line. It, it's never a bad thing to do that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to be mad if they take somebody like that or, or they're visiting with somebody like that because we've known – that the Raiders offensive line coach, Carmen Brasillo, you know what I mean? He he has a track record of teaching these young guys straight out of college and, and turning them into good NFL prospects. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a reason they continue to re-sign Brandon Parker. I mean, for all Raider fans out there, bro, that name is like fucking Voldemort. Like this man continues to stick around and I have no goddamn idea how he continues to stick around. But you look at the measurables, the man's, Upwards of 6'5", upwards of 300 pounds, he, he's a freak. He's a freak athlete. You know what I mean? Freak athlete. So they're, they're trying to grab guys of that mold that they could come in and, and develop their footwork. You know what I mean? They come in and maybe give you quality starter reps. So that's one guy right there. Now, the one that excites me, okay? Well, there's two that excites me, but we'll get into the controversial one uh, at the end. So one, the one that excites me, okay, they have – their top 30 visit with quarterback Anthony Richardson from Florida. Now, if you're looking for somebody, okay, who you can say, we have Jimmy Garoppolo, right? We don't really need to rush your boy. We don't need to rush him. You feel me? Let him mature. Let him season. We, we, we get him. He could sit behind Garoppolo for a year. And that's realistic because he actually needs a year to mature into, you know, football playing ways. The guy is only 20 years old, bro. Reiterate that. He's only 20 years old. And for everybody that's going to come on here and give me that bullshit about his completion percentage and all that, I understand that, bro. But at the end of the day, you got to watch the film. And two, bro, Florida's not that good. Florida wasn't that good. Okay, they were not that good. He realistically has only played 13 games of quality starter football. High level. And, and when you compare it to the other prospects, the top four quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, even Will Levis, they all have starter experience and have played in some pretty, pretty big games. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny that all four quarterbacks, the top four, are SEC dudes. So, like, most of them have played big-ass games, okay, except for the young bull, Richardson, all right? He's only played 13 quality starter games. So when you look at that, okay, in any job that anybody gets – whether, man, you, you can be a custodian. It doesn't matter. You feel what I'm saying? Repetition is needed. You feel for whatever job you have, repetition at a certain craft is needed to become good at that craft. Okay? Now, if we're sitting here saying he's only played 13 games, bro, that's untapped potential, raw potential that, that he hasn't even unlocked yet. Okay? And we have to be pretty confident as Raider fans if we do grab somebody of that caliber because I'm saying this. We already have a coach who has a track record of working and developing quarterbacks. Your head coach has that track record, okay? So if he has that track record, 
I could be pretty confident, you know, in what he's done, i.e., you know, uh, uh, Mac Jones. He's had uh, uh, Cam Newton before. He's had a multitude of quarterbacks that he's had success with. And this guy right here has the most athletic tools out of any quarterback he has ever had. So knowing that, knowing that, I can see this guy taking him. I mean, we're talking about the same coach that drafted Tim Tebow, bro. I, it's not out of the goddamn realm for me to think that this guy is, is on their radar. I mean, he's this is the same guy that drafted Tim Tebow, and who knows when in New England might have had a a say in saying, "Let's go get Cam Newton." You never know how that works because that's Bill Belichick's ship at the end of the day. But I mean. Josh was there for a long time. You couldn't tell me he probably had not no input in the Cam Newton thing to try to bring him in. So, you know, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility for, for the Raiders to want to do that. And before I end on this subject, I'm going to say this. So the whole, you know, whatever social media shit can get it. Anybody you see comparing Anthony Richardson to Jamarcus Russell, Please tell them to shut the fuck up, okay? Because that's a dumbass comparison. I've been seeing that on social media lately. I've been seeing that around, bro. Anybody that says that dumbass shit, dismiss their football opinion, bro. Because at the end of the day, bro, that this is not nearly close to being the same prospect at all, okay? So I don't, I don't even want to hear that shit. So that that's our that's my excited one. Now for our controversial top thirty pick, okay. Jalen Carter was said to be on the Raiders uh, radar as far as the top 30 visits. Now, what is funny is that Raiders beat writers and Twitters was going, it was going stupid over this past week because we get a report from one reporter, Vic Tafer, saying that the Raiders have completely taken Jalen Carter off their draft board, won't even consider him at seven. And then about an hour later, you get another beat writer, Vinny Bonsignor, who sits there and says the Raiders have not taken Jalen Carter off the draft board. He spoke to Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels reiterated that they will do their due diligence, do homework on a prospect. You know what I mean? So that that is that news to hear. That good news here from you know, the perspective of saying that the Raiders are doing their homework, man. They're doing their homework and they're making sure that they have every piece of information, every piece of vital information that you need on a prospect of this caliber, bro. Because we've talked about him and I'm sure every Raiders fan, writer, reporter has talked about Jalen Carter and stated this man is probably the best player pound for pound in this draft. No doubt. And I'm going to before I say what I say, know this. This guy is the best player in this draft. If that head is right, if his head is right, you feel what I'm saying? Now, look, check this out. What scares me about him, I'm not even going to take into the account of the, the incident that happened after the championship game because everybody talks about that, and that wasn't really his fault, okay? Maybe poor decision-making, but at the end of the day, bro, mistakes happen, you live, you learn, okay? Now, what scares me, okay, is the pro day shit. Now, all of you can say, oh, who cares about the pro day? But at the end of the day, bro, what, what really worries me is that you show up way heavier than you either weighed in at Georgia and weighed in at the combine. Okay, let's keep this in mind. Like, there's he's gained at least 9 to 12 pounds, all right? And, and that's hard to do. I don't, I don't give a fuck what you tell me. That's hard to do, okay? Like, 
especially if you're training to go into the NFL draft, bro, if you're for real training and you're for real, unless that's all body weight, motherfucker, like if you're for real training, there's no goddamn way you can be able to, to, to just gain 12 pounds. You feel what I'm saying? And everybody, you know, oh, he might be going through something mentally and all that. So be it. And, and let's keep this in mind. Mental health is very, very, very important. And we need to put a light on it in today's society. Of course we do. But at the end of the day, right, there has to be something said where it's like, where's the work ethic? Because look, okay, now I'll frame it like this. Even if me personally, my mental issues are, are coming into fruition, at the end of the day, what takes me away from that? My love for what my love for my hobbies, my love for doing this shit, my love for doing whatever I have outside of this, man, that could take my mind off of whatever's going on, man. Now, maybe that's me personally, and, and I don't want to speak, but at the end of the day, you got to ask, like, what where some some people might fall into the uh, you know, I, I'm not really feeling this at the moment type of thing, and, and it could all just be a blimp on his record, uh, a blimp on the you know. Maybe he's just feeling some type of way mentally, and once he gets drafted, all that will fade away. But if all of this is a tale on saying, you know, he's football ain't really the number one thing, then that it can scare you. It can very much scare you as a Raider fan. We're talking as Raider fans. They can very much scare you because we've had a lot of first-round picks, a lot of you know, a lot, a lot of players that haven't worked out in the past. And you can't hold that against Jalen Carter. But at the end of the day, man, you still have to take that into account. Okay, you have to take all that into account. Our draft history, where we are now in this draft, because everybody agrees this is the most important Raiders draft in the last 10 years. Most important Raiders draft in the last 10 years. And like I've been saying, you can't get this shit wrong. You can't get this shit wrong. And to me, it just feels like this regime will go with the pick they feel will bring them the highest consistency and, and highest payoff. You know what I mean? Without the red flags. Me personally, I'm going to say this. If you do your due diligence and you find that all the things that happened in the past were just, you know, just some sort of other shit, you know, and we ain't really got to worry about it. Then at the end of the day, you select him because he's the best player in the draft. He's the best player in the draft. If you feel like these concerns and incidents aren't really nothing to be too concerned about, and they feel like, okay, you know what? He had his mistakes, young mistakes, but at the end of the day, he come here, get with Max, get with Devontae, get with these mature guys, it'll be over with. You get with Chandler Jones, you know what I mean? All that's gone out the window, and you got yourself a real special player, okay? I would say if, if you find no more red flags, definitely take him, but if you find another red flag within this, you know, this this time of you deep diving into the prospects and and, and you find something out again and, and six other teams then passed on him as well, you might have to let it go to the wayside. You might have to. You might have to. I'm not saying I want them to. I want them to do their due diligence. And if they select him, that means they've done their homework and, and they feel confident in what they feel like he can do. But if they pass on him, I'm going to say they found something out they didn't like. And I'm not going to cry about it, you know what I mean? Because there are other defenders, other players in this draft that we can very much well get and I will be very happy with. Like, yeah, I mean, I know everybody loves Jalen Carter, 
But if they were to select Tyree Wilson, Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain because these are guys that we've sat here and said we've wanted anyway. So you know what I mean? And you just never know what's going to happen at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, we are glad they are doing their homework and they wouldn't be doing their job if they weren't doing their homework on these prospects. So that that's the number one thing. If they select Jalen Carter, that means they are very confident in what he can do going forward and they're confident no problems will occur going forward. And if they select him, I'm behind them, bro. I'm behind them and I'm ready to purchase my 88 jersey with Carter. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm going to end it like that. But last topic we got to get into There have been rumblings, even from Daniel Jeremiah, from a couple of other sources. The Raiders are very interested in trading for that number three overall pick. Now, I think the only way this happens is if, you know, is if Bryce Young, CJ Stroud are falling down the board, you know, and and the Texans do something where they don't take a quarterback or the Panthers do something stupid. Like, that's the only way I feel like that happens, okay? I don't feel like you should trade up for Anthony Richardson. That's me personally. Me personally, I wouldn't be trading up for Anthony Richardson because I feel like he might be able to slide to seven and then we're giving up capital for what, okay? I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. But if if you're telling me that, you know, the Panthers make a surprise decision and the Houston and the Texans make, you know, the, a surprise decision and you got somebody like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young sitting there at three, Oh, you best believe, you best believe I would do it in a heartbeat, in a pure heartbeat. So at the end of the day, man, we have to sit and say how much capital is it going to take for us to move to three? And uh, besides that, what's the player we're looking to acquire? Because if you're telling me like Bryce Young uh, and CJ Stroud go off the board, and now you just want to move up to three to select Richardson. That's not a smart trade to me. It's not a smart trade. I feel like you can stand pat and, and maybe even it maybe even trade back. There are scenarios, man, where you could trade back and still acquire the quarterback you like out of the top four. There are some scenarios. So, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's a smart play for us to move up unless one of those two prospects in Stroud or Young falls to us, and now you're like, all right, bro, like they're there at three. We got to make the move before the Titans do it, before, you know, other teams plan to do it. I don't see Seattle moving up to three because at the end of the day, bro, you have to remember Seattle and Arizona is in the same division. That's like the Chiefs trying to trying to trade us for our number seven overall pick. Like, why the fuck would I do that? I'm not going to help you. Get the hell out of here. Like, exactly, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you have to, you have to think about it. They're not – the Seahawks and Arizona will do no business. I don't personally think they'll do business just because they're in the same division. Like that doesn't make no sense. Like why the, why in the hell would I, would I let you move up to three if I'm Arizona and select Bryce Young or CJ Stroud who could potentially be whooping my ass two times a year. It doesn't make sense. You feel what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make no goddamn sense. So it's between other teams as such as us, you know, the Titans and some other teams that are rumbling, but you have to see how the bar, how the board falls, man. If the board is falling, beautifully make that move fuck it but you know if if it's not if it's falling pretty slow right and, and you feel like you can grab a prospect at that number seven without moving any capital maybe even gaining capital you know if you trade back i feel like that's the smarter play to do so 
Once again, man, that's all the topics. That's been our top 30 visits. That is the rumors cir circulating around the Raiders trading up to number three. Make sure you guys are hitting that like and subscribe button. Even tap on the little notification bell. You see our social medias. Go ahead and move them down at the bottom, man. Go ahead and follow those things as well. Sammy, go ahead and play me out, and I can't wait to see y'all next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Raiders Recap on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.